It's never too early to play holiday music, and it's never too early to start thinking about gifts. Whether it's for a friend or the friend in your pants, you can make this season to be jolly with Manscaped. Do your little drummer boy a favor and use the lawnmower 4.0 to avoid another silent night in the bedroom. Then add in Manscaped's top-of-the-line shower products to have the people thinking, all I want for Christmas is you. Santa cares about his sack, and so should you. Look nice when you get naughty by going to manscaped.com and using the promo code POWERTRIP20 for free shipping and 20% off. Now that you've groomed your candy cane, it's time to make sure you don't smell like a reindeer with the Platinum Packages shower products. All of Manscaped shower gear is sulfate-free, vegan, and made to have your skin feeling hydrated and smelling fresh. But smelling good doesn't stop at the shower. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner can solve stank problems all day long. Once they touch your sack, you'll never go back. So get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code POWERTRIP20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Just use that promo code POWERTRIP20. Manscaped, get your jingle balls ready for the holidays. The upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. What's up, guys? It's the phenomenal AJ Styles. You're listening to the Two Man Power Trip. Hey, Johnny. Cool, man. What's going on? We ready to go or what? Okay. two-man power trip of a wrestling i'm your host jp john pause with me today very special guest you may recognize him formerly of nxt it's trey baxter but my god he's been in uh, let me try to remember this i wrote it down AWROH, new japan impact gcw my god i missed a bunch there but you've literally been everywhere he's mr blake christian blake welcome to two-man power trip how you doing i'm happy to be here man what's going on in your world i know you keep not super busy super 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 busy um, you know, I had a weekend off, so I'm just chilling this weekend, but, uh, next weekend we're back to it. Uh, yeah, I just been hitting the gym this weekend, laundry, cleaning up and, uh, you know, just hanging out. Why do you take so many bookings? It seems like you're everywhere. You just, you like to stay busy. I love the wrestle, man. I love the wrestle. I feel like this weekend, like this month, like the holidays have things like really tight. So yeah, man, uh, 
I just love to wrestle. And this weekend I kind of felt like I need to wrestle. So, but some weekends are good off, but uh, yeah, I just, I just love wrestling. So that's why I do it. What are you working lately? I know a lot of GCW, right? A lot of GCW, a lot of the new Japan strong. Um, this weekend I have black label pro I'll make my return to there. end of the month. I go to AAW and make my return to there. Uh, yeah, just GCW, New Japan, Black Label, you know, anywhere I can get in, really. How'd you get hooked up with New Japan? Uh, so when the pan- so I met them early on, like, uh, I can't, re- I think it might have been 2019. Uh, it's whenever Alex made his debut in uh, Los Angeles against TJP and uh, Amazing Red. Uh, I met them there because I was there at that show. Um, and then once the pandemic hit and they were doing these new Japan strong tapings, uh, they hit me up to come in. And ever since then, it's just kind of been a home for me. Yeah. It seems like you're on a lot of their shows, most of their shows, right? Most of them. Yeah. Who's the hookup? Is that like Rocky Romero? Who, who's like the U S liaison that does the booking? I have no idea. My, my contact is Rocky Romero. I don't know who makes the, who makes the calls, but Rocky Romero is the guy that I talk to the one that, one that brings me in. So. Man, what a great ride for him! Because I remember when he was at the dojo, the guy twenty years ago, and he was at the uh, dojo. My man's on top of the world right now. So yeah, yeah, and then obviously he sporadically appears for AEW and stuff too. But I, I love like your kind of GCW, New Japan, AEW. Sometimes I mean, it's awesome to to kind of see you out there doing so many different things. I try, I try. Some guys, I don't know, like, I'm like, yeah, I'm not into, like, the flips and stuff, but there's some guys that do it better than the other guys, so they kind of get a pass in my book. Jack Evans, of course, legendary, gets the pass, but you always got the pass. I was like, man, I hate you getting lumped in with some of the guys that try to do stuff they can't do. You know what I mean? Like, you ever get that feeling like, oh, man, some of these guys shouldn't be trying that, but whatever. Uh, maybe. I mean, I don't know. Um, I feel like maybe people can do what they want to. I mean, I get like some people fall into a category like, Oh, I don't like this. So I don't like that. But I mean, I just, I, I do what's fun, you know? And, uh, I could be the punch kick type of guy, but that's not fun to me. I want to, I want to bounce around flip. I want to do all the jumping. I want to do all that. So yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just about people doing what, what they think is fun. Where did your style like kind of emanate from, or do you have influences or like, how do you kind of create that style? So I was actually a male cheerleader back in high school and then also in college a little bit. Um, so I've always, but I've always been like a fan of Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero and cruiserweight stuff. So, I mean, I just kind of took my gymnastic background and put it with them and just kind of all fell into place really. Do you think that also helps with like the execution of the moves? Like I'm saying, like it seems like you're more crisp, let's just say, than some of the other guys. Is that do you think that helps you? No, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, being able to uh, know how to flip and do it like from a like I learned to um, learn to do it like in a gymnastic setting. I think that allows me to like pinpoint and be more accurate and more crisp, as you say. Uh, yeah, so it definitely helps out a lot. I was always curious, like, I wonder what the background, there you go, gymnastics and, and, and the male cheerleading, because it does seem like, not that you have, like, an athletic advantage, but just seem like, like I said, like, more crisp, I know it just seemed easier flowing for you, some of the some of the stuff you're pulling off. 100%, yeah, definitely, that, that background definitely helped me uh, do all that, for sure. So you're always a wrestling fan, too? 
Always, always, always. Where did you grow up? I grew up in. Uh, let me get a drink of water here. I grew up in uh, Tennessee, right, right in between Nashville and Memphis, a little town called Jackson. Um, yeah, my first event that I ever saw, like went to live, was a SmackDown in Memphis. Uh, I don't remember the exact date, but it opened with uh, Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio against the Basham Brothers, and ended with JBL and uh, the famous JBL John Cena debate. Interesting, like. Uh... Interesting time there for for wrestling for sure, but no it's doubt. good to see that you're always a fan. You like Ray and Eddie were, were your two favorites. You said? Uh, Eddie Guerrero is always is like my top favorite. I, I'm a big fan of Ray Mysterio too, but Eddie Guerrero has always been like my favorite all time wrestler. What is it about Eddie? Uh, I don't know. I like like I said, like I, I like to do what's fun. I, I have a lot of fun um, doing the flips and stuff. And Eddie Guerrero always seems like he was doing the fun things in the ring, just the 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 lying, the cheating, the stealing, the all that, so it, it just it drew me in to him more than it drew me into anybody else, you know. Man, he was one of the best. So smooth too. He could do anything he wanted to do. Very much. Even character based, like I oh, know yeah. WCW, he was kind of more like the workers' worker. But yeah, you know, he did the LWO stuff. But WWF is when he really shined, or WWE, mm -hmm. excuse me, because of Latino Heat. I mean, then you started seeing like, man, this guy is as great range as a character. No doubt, no doubt, and uh. A good match that I think kind of showed both of that. Sorry, my dog is like right here on me. Um, <laughs> it's like my cat's always <laughs> yeah, he's right up on me. Yeah. Um, a good match that showed that was Kurt Angle versus Eddie Guerrero, two out of three falls. Uh, they start out wrestling. Eddie Guerrero gets the better of him. So uh, Kurt Angle decides he wants to cheat. Eddie Guerrero's like, okay, like I'm going to give you the warning. And then Kurt Angle does it again. And then Eddie Guerrero's like, okay, we can play that game. And you kind of see more of his character come out. And you've got to see his wrestling as well. So, I mean, I, I thought that was a very, that's like my all time favorite match as well. I was on SmackDown. And uh, yeah, I think that one really showed both of what Eddie really had. I always love it. I know it's an obvious one, but uh, Halloween Havoc 97, him and Rey Mysterio, just because he becomes like demonic. You know, he becomes such an asshole. He's ripping at the mask. He's saying he's going to, even even though if he won, you know, the stipulation is he could take off the mask. He's ripping at it beforehand. You know, he's trying to kill the guy, but the right. match is just, and then it shows the athleticism. The match is amazing. So it was like both sides, like, wow, what an asshole. I hate this guy. But then he's like, wow, but he's so good. He's so smooth. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a legendary one as well. And then forget about it. Latino Heat in the, in the WWF was like, or WWE, excuse me. It was was just like, man, this, this guy is so funny. He's got like another layer on top of another layer to his character. I mean, greatest of all time. That's a, in my opinion, is one of the best. So hey, he's got to be up there. And then he could do a few wild brawls with JBL and go crazy there and yeah. bleed like crazy. So crazy mm -hmm. what he's able to do. Very versatile wrestler. 100%. So just going to like get into the business and like, how do you actually like, okay, I love it. I'm a fan. Uh, you know, I love Eddie. How do you actually get in? How do you actually break in? I, so when I first decided that I wanted to be, I was very confused. Like, I don't know who to talk to. I don't, I don't have contacts in this, in that business. Like who, who do I talk to about becoming a, a wrestler? Um, so I looked up schools at first, and I found uh, Black and Brave, and uh, I was going to go there, uh, but I decided that maybe I should like graduate uh, college first, and so um, I put that one off hold. However, 
one of my friends had passed away and it kind of sent me down like a little dark road or whatever. And, uh, I said, you know what, man, I, I got to do something or I'm going to go crazy. So, uh, yeah, I, my dad had contacted this guy and, uh, his name is Brimstone. He runs a company, very small company down in McKinsey, Tennessee. Uh, and I talked to him and he put me in contact with, uh, pretty much their entire locker room really. Um, but the main guy that I worked around with was a guy named Trent Ware. Um, and yeah, that from there, it just kind of took off, you know, like uh, I started there, I was there for maybe like six, six months or whatever, uh, traveled around Tennessee area, getting my reps in. And then, yeah, it just, just kind of happened for me, you know? So it was pretty fast between training and actually starting wrestling for you. Yeah. So I, I started training in like July of... 27 no 2016 2016 one of the i think it's 2016 um but i started training around there and then i made my debut in jan yeah so january 2017 so i trained in july 2016 so uh that's when i had my first match in january and then i kind of just bounced around tennessee for a while um and then i got in contact with uh burt prentice and i started to do a lot of his shows uh around the tennessee area um one of my biggest matches for Burt was against um, the Rock and Roll Express at the Omen Arena, so I'm very thankful for that. But after um, after that, man, like it wasn't long before uh, I got contact with Brett Lauderdale for GCW, and after I made my debut there, man, it just everything just took off immediately. So yeah, I mean, it it all happened kind of fast, but like. I was ready for it. I, I I worked my ass off. I kept working and working and working, and uh, it's what everything I've ever wanted. So I was ready for it. Love Brett. I do a, another podcast about the business side of the business of the business, the, all about the business side. He's come on four times now. He said he wants to come on a fifth. He just keeps coming on. It was like yeah. this is awesome. He, I mean, we're helping him and he's helping us. I mean, it's all he always gives us like the best tidbits of stuff and all that Moxley stuff that came out recently was from the show. I mean, so he's awesome. What a great guy. Like, so pretty, you know, pretty cool. You get hooked up with him and obviously GCW has been nothing but climbing. Oh yeah. Nothing but climbing with them guys, especially all the way up to Hammerstein. And now even more, it's just, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's crazy. So, I mean, biggest indie company in the world, no doubt. It's funny. It was like, Brad, when can we get you? Like, I don't know. I'm going to Mexico, UK, God, it was somewhere else too. Yeah, UK, uh, Mexico, or no, it was UK. Came back, went to Japan. Came back from Japan, went to Mexico. Yeah, they you all over. Crap. Man, talk about hitting some multi, you know, national, whatever, global uh, spots: Japan, yeah. Mexico, and UK. Whew. Crazy, and within a span of two months. Man, you think about it, like this little indie company from Jersey, not so little anymore. And, yeah, you no. know, I mean it's global. Hey, when you put the work in and this is what you want, like it's crazy what you can accomplish, you know. What did you think though when you like first were there? Like, uh, like this is a niche. Like, what were your thoughts on GCW? So I, I knew about when I when I debuted for GCW, GCW was already like in its meteoric rise type uh it was we already knew where GCW was heading um when I made my debut. Um, so I, I was very excited. I was very happy with it. It was also a new type of uh, crowd that I had because I had only been like in front of these like Southern Tennessee crowds where, you know, they like the bad guy, they like the good guy. Oh, he does a cool move, but eh, whatever. Um, so it was very, uh, it was a lot, it was different as a part of the, like the crowd wise. But uh, 
Yeah, man, I, I knew exactly what GCW was and uh, I knew exactly what GCW was becoming. So I, I already knew what I was stepping into, but uh, I, I'm just very thankful that like I, I caught on with like the fans and Brett as well. So, and I've been a part of it ever since. So I'm very grateful for that. But yeah, I, I already knew what I was getting myself into. I find it fascinating when people are like, ah, oh, all fans are the same. No, Southern fans and Northern. I mean, there's a huge no, it's, difference, it's, right? It's very, very different. Um, the things I could do in front of a, a, a very Southern type crowd versus what I would do in a very like indie, uh, indie smart fan crowd. Uh, crazy different. Uh, I always kind of try, kind of keep the same, but yeah, like I, I know where to do the the really cool stuff and where like i can get away with doing like this but yeah it's it's very very different i've talked to a few guys and they're saying basically they did a match down south they did the same exact match up north got like no reaction down south was like they were loved it was great it was a simple match it's it's wild like uh there's so many stories like that like in the southern area because people are like oh man I, i went i went there but like nothing like they weren't in anything i did it was like it's it's a different type of crowd and you just gotta you gotta learn to work them you, you gotta learn you gotta learn to to uh what audience you're in front of you know you gotta learn what your viewers are which views you're in front of i wouldn't do the same thing that i would do in uh in a southern crowd versus a northern crowd i i would do some of my stuff but like i i know what's gonna get the reaction where you know seem to have a very mature wrestling head on your shoulders uh you know I feel like, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I've been very told I'm very, like, humble as opposed to, like, all these people, they say stuff about me, but, like, I'm too humble to admit any of that myself. Uh, to me, I'm still this small-town kid who's just done a bunch of cool stuff, you know? Um, but, like, in other people's eyes, they see me as, like, this top superstar guy, and I'm just, like, you know, I'm, I'm, just, a, I'm just a small-town kid to me, you know? Very fascinating, though, like to think that you at this young and even really knew the business, like you said, five years, basically, that's it. Mm-hmm. And you're saying, well, you got to know what to work, what crowd, like guys of your skill, not skill level, guys of your, I guess, uh, time in the business level would probably be like, nah, I'm doing whatever. I'm getting my shit in. Like, not you. Though. Very, very yeah, mature, I, very different. I just uh, I think I think working a lot in like the southern area starting out um, kind of taught me that, you know, like I, I knew what those crowds wanted. But when I but I always knew the style I wanted. Like I, I watched a lot of uh, Super Juniors and New Japan, and I watched a lot of like top indies, and uh, so I knew what I wanted to do. But I knew like the audience I was in front of at the time, uh, getting my reps in and stuff before I ventured out into like the world of GCW and more and different indie fans. Like, yeah, I, I just uh, I picked that up. So I mean, I don't know. I, I guess it's just where I came from. So it's not all about getting your shit in. That's not true. Yeah, you no, don't, no, you don't do that. No, no doubt. I, I like to get my stuff in, but uh, yeah, no, it's not always about that. Interesting though, you're watching some Jacob. Who do who do you like though? Who like who stood out? Obviously, maybe Liger, Sasuke. Like who stood out for you? Liger, I think, is obviously a top tier one. Uh, Tiger, Tiger Mask is always a good one. Um, I very much, obviously, I enjoy the new stuff as well, like Will Ospreay, Ricochet. Uh, stuff like that so yeah i mean i don't know i just i i very much enjoy like cruiser because obviously i'm a cruiserweight so i i enjoy junior cruiserweight whatever you want to call us you know i i enjoy that style of wrestling that's my style of wrestling and uh, i've always connected with that more maybe it's because i've always knew that that's what i would be um but yeah i uh 
I've always liked that wrestling. So any anybody that's in that, I'm always watching. Always. You think Osprey for a while and Ricochet were kind of getting a bad rap from some of the veterans, some of the older guys. They were saying like, "Oh, this video game stuff," like kind of getting a bad rap uh, a little bit. I think it. I think it comes. I think it comes with it. You know. Um, I, I've also had that same stuff or whatever. Um, basically, I learned early on that you have to take some things with a grain of salt. Some things aren't going to work for you. Some things are. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think they very much changed. Uh, wrestling with that match the 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 famous one that we're all we all know that came from yeah, the super Japan, juniors yeah. yes um i think they changed wrestling with that match they changed just res- the perspective of it and uh it opened a lot of doors for guys like me guys like jordan oliver guys like nick wayne to do this new innovative style that no one had ever seen before and it was something unique and uh, it's still something that's unique and it's progressing more and more and more so um Bad rep or not, whether they got the bad rep from the old heads or not, like I mean, I, I don't know, man. Uh, I think I think uh, certain styles of wrestling work for different people, you know. Like um, I think FTR is one of the greatest tag teams in the world, and uh, I, I love those guys to death. And you know, they they have a very old school type of wrestling, but they bring in this new type of school as well. Like I don't know, man. It's wrestling is changing, and like I don't know, I, I can't. I can't tell you the change, but you can see it. It's funny, Dynamite and Tiger Mask. Dynamite Kid, of course, in you know in the eighties and stuff. Oh, I don't know about this. And okay, revolutionary, awesome. Like Brett and and Shawn Michaels for a while. People are like, I don't know about these guys. That Mysterio for a little bit, and then all of a sudden, like they're legends. They're like they're all become legends. So I think it'll eventually turn around. And be like, all right, Osprey changed the game a bit, or like, oh my god, how many good matches has he had? Something it's like it's actually crazy. Like you can go and you can look up like old some older school of wrestling, and like you can see like they were doing crazy stuff back then too. Like as time went on, it just progressively got more and more unique like we like they took a style that was done so many times back in the day like just different different flips like they were rolling but they were still doing all these crazy things and i because i've seen stuff that they did back then that i felt like i've never even seen before now in the new day like i mean i don't know uh i i think i think they revolutionized a different style of wrestling and you know i'm i'm all for it Funny, a buddy of mine, older wrestler, obviously, I showed him Will Ospreay thinking he's going to say something. I was like, all right, I'm probably going to have to defend Ospreay. He's like, this guy's amazing. He's like, I couldn't do any of that stuff. Even in my prime, I couldn't do this. It's like, wow. I was like, you actually like him? He's like, who he's like, who else moves like that? I'm like, not a lot of guys. Yeah. It's it's unique. It's different. It's something that we've never really seen before. And like, I've been in the ring with him. So like, I know like it's it's something completely different. And uh, yeah, man, it's, it's just unique and it's it's going to draw people in whether people agree with it or not. What's it like wrestling him? Because obviously his skill level seems like even when he had a few matches in AEW and oh, he's wrestling good guys, but it almost seems like, man, he's like, he's spinballing it and, and, and speedball, whatever you want. I mean, he's moving quicker than everybody else. He just, and, and selling and doing the other things you need to do, but he just seems to be on another level. Yeah. My, it, it's true. Like, uh, he said everything he says he is, he's one of the best of all time. And like, uh, yeah, man, it's what you see on when you watch it on TV, like, or if you're watching him live, like he's, if you're in there with him, he's moving fast. Like it's, it's, like I said, it's something unique and different. And, uh, he's one of the best of all time. No doubt about it. Not to peel back the curtain too much, but is that a lot of calling it in the back or calling it in the ring or, or like kind of almost playing off of each other? Um, 
I, I wouldn't say like I'm used to it, you know, like maybe to other people it's like, well, that's a lot, but you know, I, I've been doing, when I wrestled with him, I've already been doing this for a little bit. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm used to that type of style. So it, it didn't seem like it was too much to me, but I, I could see where someone's like, oh, that's way too much. But uh, no, I, if anything, I would like to do more. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Did you ever work for Defy? I know you worked everywhere, but did you? Yeah, I wrestled for Defy one time. Um, I, it was like right when I came out of WWE, uh, I wrestled Nick Wayne. Oh, the youngster. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I was thinking about that because we were talking to Matt Foreman not that long ago, and it just popped in my head. He was saying Luthez hated Harley Race. I'm like, what? <laughs> he goes, oh, that kid, kid with his high spots and stuff. And I was like, I was like, what? <laughs> like, so it just, it's funny, like one generation to another, it, I don't know. I guess it's just bound to happen with some of the guys. They just knock yeah, it out. Like I said, man, it's everyone has a, that's, that's the beauty about wrestling. It's art and people, People have their people like this version of art versus this version of art. Like, you you have the opportunity to see all these different types of wrestling, and uh, you know, like some people are gonna like it, some people aren't. Some it's not gonna be some people's cup of tea. It's okay because there's another cup of tea right here made just the way you like it. I mean, it, it's just it's a, it's art, and people are gonna like, people aren't gonna like. It's okay, you know, because there is flavors of it for everybody. The buffet, if you will. You're going to exactly. get this, this, and this. You might 100%. not get the all Osprey match. You're going to get FTR or whatever, somebody else. Right, 100%. 100%. How, like, what did you think about Nick Wayne? How do you think about his skill level? Obviously, young as oh, hell. But yeah. Um, very, like, uh, when I wrestled him, and that's when I had just come back. So I was kind of like, I was out for 30 days. So I wasn't like uh, in the ring a bunch. You know, I wasn't doing all these things. But uh, I, I told him after that match, like, I needed a match that, really let me know why i was back and like that was the one and you know ever since then me and nick wayne have been super close um yeah man so i've worked him at gcw tagged with him at warrior and gcw you know so i mean like i think nick wayne has the world ahead of him uh he's a at a very young age already uh a top name in the business wrestling guys like osprey wrestling guys like alex shelley and so many more just tagged with ultimo dragon uh, I think it was this past weekend, I think, and uh, or two weekends ago, my bad. And yeah, I, I think he's got the world ahead of him. He's only going to get better as well. So I mean, it's it's going to be awesome to see his rise. It's almost like you, young young guy in the game. Obviously younger, but you know, yeah, way. Like when you were coming up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it, it happens fast, man. It, all it takes is the right set of eyes and the right match and the right people to watch it, and like it's it'll it'll take off faster than you know. So just going to NXT for a second here. How'd you get noticed by them? Like who notices you? How do you get signed? Like how do you get into NXT? So I got in around a time of when AEW was hiring talent and WWE wanted the talent. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it was around that hoarding time where both companies were kind of bringing people in left and right. And um, I was working uh, – who? It was Gabe, Gabe that contacted me, and then I talked to Canyon, and then uh, had a tryout, and then uh, I guess I stuck out in the tryout, and they hired me. Uh, yeah, so I, I got in around the pandemic time, which is when everybody was getting scooped up left and right, you know. So probably Gabe was scouting you. Obviously, he knows the the indies you know, yeah, man, I, better I was, than anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's the guy. He is the scout guy. He was back then, you know. I don't, I don't know. I think he might be again now. I don't know. I just I read the dirt sheets. That's it. Yeah. Now you're talking about like 
hoarding and stuff. Was that known? Like that? Oh, every they're going to try to scoop up all these think, guys. I don't think. Uh, I just think hoarding is what I saw online. I don't. I don't know necessarily that hoarding. The the way they described it to me was like, you know, normally we like to let you like, uh, you know flavor out you know whatever um get your get your reps in stuff like that and then like we'll talk to you we'll have a conversation then we'll go from there uh but nowadays things are like oh we need to you know we don't really have that time anymore you know like if if we see the talent we want it you know uh so i I wouldn't say that hoarding hoarding was just a word that they used to describe it online you know so i figured it would be easier to say it like that but yeah you could see that aw aw was signing people and ww were signing people left and right left and right so um, yeah, I just uh, I got scooped up in the WWE. Did you think like at that point it's like man they they're trying to get me to not go to AEW? You're thinking that okay? No, I think so. Obviously, as a young wrestler, like uh, as a young fan, WWE was the place. You know, like uh, yep. there was no AEW when I was around. It was WWE New Japan, but like in the states, it was WWE. So obviously I've always wanted to go to WWE. So of course I'm going to take that opportunity. And like, they were just the first ones to uh, be there. And like, it was just, it was a place that I wanted to go. Like, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I can't, I can't tell you if I would have done anything differently. Like I, I would tell you that uh, I probably would have went to WWE either way uh, because that's a place that I always wanted to be. It was a dream of mine to go there. So like, um, yeah, that I wouldn't say that like, it was like, Oh, they're trying to keep me away from AEW. No, it's like, uh, do you want to work for WWE? Of course I do. <laughs> you know, I, I don't. I don't think it was them trying to keep me away from anything. So when you get there, obviously you said WWE is the goal, the dream. Were you excited, nervous? Like what was the thought process? Um, I, I'd say nervous and excited. I think it's a bit of both because, like, you're stepping into a, a different type of world. You know, um, this is a big television show. Uh, there's a lot of rules. There's a lot of this, a lot of that, but. Uh, Overall, they 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 it's the same thing. Like you're wrestling to have fun. Like if you're not having fun, you're just beating your body up. And, the, and being in WWE, like it's not you're gonna be nervous, you're gonna be excited, but like you you shouldn't be like scared or like ner- like super nervous to where you can't do your job because it's about having fun. Like this is a dream, you know. Like it's this is a dream job. Not everybody gets to work for WWE. Not everybody ever. Like some people never even go there, you know. Some yeah. people never even make it to any other promotions, you know. So like uh it's it's you gotta have fun, you know. So I, I mean I was nervous and I was excited, but like I wasn't nervous to where like Oh, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I can do all my stuff. I don't know if I, I'll be able to to operate under the pressure. No, like I, I knew I could and I, I just wanted to have fun. As fans on the outside looking in, it's like, all right, he's not going to be able to do all that awesome shit that he normally does. Is that ever like brought up like, oh, you got to slow it down or don't do the, you know, don't be as athletic as you. Is that ever said? No, no. Um, anytime that I like so they had these practice matches or whatever and i would always go all out you know like at a practice match you shouldn't be doing some of the things that i was doing but i was doing (laughs) it anyways you know because like the way i see it is those those skills brought me to the dance like you you saw you noticed me because i did all this wild crazy stuff so why you hired me because i did that why wouldn't you why, why why wouldn't you want me to do that so no i don't that there was never a time where people were like you need to peel it back I've never been told that. Like sometimes they were like, I would suggest an idea, and they'd be like, oh, maybe you could do something cooler. And I'm like, you're probably right. You know, I was just saying this because of that. But yeah, 
there was never a time that they told me to to pull it back. Did they like the practice matches? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I mean, like, obviously, you're gonna get you want the criticism because you want to know where you can get better from their standpoint. But uh, there was never like any like, oh, you sucked. You know, there was never any of that. Who's like watching the match, so to speak, or who's grading the all, match, or all, what, coach, all coaches are watching it. You know, uh, it's all the the PC coaches are going to watch whatever's going on. You know, at that point, was it uh, was Regal still there at that point? Yes. So is he kind of the main guy, or was Michaels the main guy? Um, no the 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 head coach is Matt Bloom. Matt Bloom. Is oh, always, right, right. Matt okay. Bloom runs it. Uh, Regal is there. He does. He's and when he's he's not there always there, but he was there and he was watching. And when he watched the match, he'd always give you advice. Always, always, always. Especially if he asked, he wanted you to ask him. Uh, Michaels as well. Michaels wasn't at all of them. He's a busy man. He's running the thing, so like he's not going to be there at all of them. But uh, Matt Bloom was there at every single one. It's his job. Like he's uh, and he's always making sure he can put the best product there, and he's always making sure these guys can get the best reps and the best uh, advice that they can get. So yeah, Matt Matt Bloom was the guy. What advice did Regal give you? Um, so I've always uh, been really close with Regal ever since I got there. Like he he watched my tryouts, um, and then from me getting there, he obviously gave me a lot of advice. And you know, um, I don't know, man. Uh, I had a lot of advice from Regal. Like uh, Regal, he can talk, and like he can, and he's full of knowledge. He's like a library of this stuff, and. Uh, so, I mean, like, I, I received a lot, and it might be too much to tell. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, it, it was a lot. But that's awesome that he's making sure that he's helping everybody there. 100%. And uh, even even when I got released, like, he shot me a text, and he's like, anytime you ever – hold on, let me plug my phone up. He's like, anytime you ever need me to, you know, watch some of your stuff, like, anytime you need anything, just reach out to me. So he's he's always been, like, very good to me. Very cool. So your first match, if I remember correctly, in NXT was a huge one. You faced yes. the Koshida right off the bat. Koshida, obviously, awesome. Legend. was was great in New Japan. Maybe a little bit of a rough going in the U.S., but you know, it is what it is over here. He still was great. What right. did you think about that? I mean, you're being thrown to the fire, thrown to the wolves right away. You know, watching watching the Cruiserweight division growing up and to have the my first match not only against like a, a cruiserweight legend, but a, for the cruiserweight championship, that that was a, like uh, I was like whoa, uh, so that was a big moment for me as well. But I've watched Sheeta since I don't know, man. Like ever since I wanted to be a wrestler, man, I, I would study Kushida, and uh, I would watch a lot of Japan Kushida. And so when they told me that, man, I, when they told me that, let me get my headphone set up. So sorry. Yeah. No problem. Let me just get this connected here. Um, they might be connected. They might not be. Oh, well. Um, back to talking about the match with Kushida, man. Uh, I knew like two, I think I knew like three weeks beforehand. They told me like, oh, yeah, we're going to do Carmelo first. And then you're going to do it the, in two weeks after that. And I was like, sweet. You know, so like I was thinking of ideas already like crazy. And um yeah, man. When I when I go, when I talked to Kushida, like he was like, "You have idea," and I was like, "So many." And he's like, "Very good. Let's let's uh, do whatever." And so, yeah, man. Is Kushida let me wrestle the way the match that I wanted to do? And yeah, I was you know, I I couldn't have been more happy with the match. 
man, it's like they throw you right out there. Cruiserweight title, first match with part of NXT versus Kushida. It's like, man, well, like almost putting faith and trust in you right off the bat. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, so it's funny because um, one of those practice matches, like my first week, I think it might have been my first or second week there. We had those practice, it was like the week of practice shows. And uh, I wrestled Carmelo. Sorry. I wrestled Carmelo and you headphones, but I don't need them. Um, I wrestled Carmelo in one of those practice matches, and um, the coaches loved it. And uh, I think that really opened the doors for us to both be like, okay, we're going to debut these guys against Kushida in the Open Challenge. Uh, so, yeah, I just it's worked out from there ever since. Yeah, I mean, gr great start, great throw out there. Why the name Trey Baxter? Where did that come from? So this actually such so a funny story. I sent in a bunch of names. Like they ask you, like, oh, like what what kind of names do you want to do? And I sent in a bunch. And uh, I think I think Trey was mixed with something else, and Baxter was also mixed with something else. And I, I guess it just got picked, or I might have chose. I don't know. I sent in a bunch of names, but yeah, like Trey Baxter was just the one they picked. That is funny because. You never know what some of the names say. It just seems so random. It's like, okay, he's Blake Christian, like Trey Baxter. Was there ever any consideration? Like, can I be Blake Christian? Uh, I asked, uh, but my real name is like that. So they're like, oh, we can't own like a real name. But uh, I, I did ask them. Uh, but yeah, it just didn't work out. <laughs> Trey Baxter, that just seems so random. That's like, I always joke around, it's a name generator. It's like Trey Baxter. You know what I mean? It's like I a name mean, we generator. are the we are the yeah we are the name generator. We 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 make it. We send in a list and they they pick them. Do you have any say like as far as like eh, I didn't like that one or they're pretty much like nope you like it. Um, no no they they ask you like are you okay with this and like if you don't like it then they're like nah. But yeah they they're not gonna let you go out there and be called something that you don't want to be called. It's not like you're it's forced upon you. They. They find a name that they think they like, and then they ask you, like, hey, are you okay with this? If not, we send in another list. We'll get another list. It's not, it's not like that at all. It's it's very it's a very easy process. Like they ask you, oh, do you want to be called this? Yeah, that's fine. It's funny, like looking at it, the names sometimes, like Dolph Ziggler, Baron Corbin, even like Roman Reigns, like they're so random. But now they've been wrestling for so long we don't even think about that anymore like that no, always happens it's, right it's yeah it's it's crazy about the names like there's so many names out there that you would think like um, that doesn't fit but obviously you've been wrestling for these guys are like superstars so you've been calling this all their, their whole career so you're like ah you don't notice the difference like when they first gave him Dolph Ziggler like oh my god this is a disaster never gonna work I think 16 years later still there no oh, yeah, it's crazy it's crazy so next up, I think you were in the breakout tournament, Joey Gacy, uh, Odyssey Jones. Was that just another thing? That's a great experience. You're on TV. I mean, you're getting some TV time. Yeah, man. Um, they announced the breakout tournament or whatever, and then uh, one day I was there, and they pulled me aside like, you're going to be in it, so I was sick. Um, they kind of told us the layout of everything. Uh, and then, yeah, I wrestled uh, Joe Gacy. Great match. I very much enjoyed that one. And then Ozzy Jones, is, he's he's a superstar in the making. So I was very, very thankful to be a part of that one as well. It, yeah, I mean, like anything anything you got to do on that product was, was going to be something, you know? Like 
doesn't matter what you're doing. You're wrestling on WWE. Like, what are you, you know? Like, yeah. So I was very thankful for that opportunity. Did you wish you were used more on, on TV? I know you get the win over Gacy. You lose to Odyssey. I think, Odyssey, I, think I think everybody, I think everybody wishes they could be used more, you know? Like, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I know a lot of people get bitter about certain things like this. I'm not bitter at all. Like, um, I'm very grateful for the time that I had and stuff that I got to do. Anytime that, anytime that uh, I was told like, oh, I'm getting like this amount of time or like I'm having to do this or whatever. Like I always tried to push the boundaries a little bit. Like, oh, can I get away with doing this? Like, can I do this please or do this and do this? And like, I'd push so much that eventually I got to give you something, you know? Yeah. Um, so any, anytime that I, no matter what amount of time that I had on screen, I always made the most of it no matter what. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not I'm not very uh, I mean yeah, do I wish I could have been used more? Of course. But uh I'm not bitter at the amount of time that I got. I believe there was a takeover. It was you and Rich Holland on like the pre-show and it was a short match. It was almost like, oh man, I wish they'd give him more like more of an opportunity to shine there. Yeah, um like I said, man, like it's it is what it is. Like uh, that match, I very much pushed the boundaries of what I could do, and Ridge is Ridge is a total he's a total brother. So I mean, like he's he's all about it as well. And uh, yeah, like we we text and chit chat, and we talked about the match and stuff like that. And he was down to do whatever whatever I wanted to do. So I mean, I was very thankful for that. Like again, it's an opportunity I got I got to wrestle on NXT Takeover, whether it's a pre-show or not, whatever. But you know, it's I'm not bitter. I'm I'm very uh, thankful for what I got. So. Yeah. What do you think about Triple H? Was he um, down there a lot when you were there? So Triple H was there when I started. Um, obviously, the first match with Kushida or whatever. Uh, this one gimmick was pitched to me that I was totally okay with. You know, at the time, I was like, oh, I wanna, I wanna be on TV and use the best way I can. So maybe this is it. And I, uh, they pitched it to me, and Triple H shot it down. He's like, no. Uh, this guy's a wrestler. Let's let him wrestle. Put him in there with Kushida, and you know I'm, I'm very grateful for that. I got that opportunity. Um, but when 2.0 came around, that's when uh, uh, Triple H was out with the heart issues or whatever. Um, he was recovering from that, and really we just we didn't take our business to him because he's recovering this with his family. So it was very much it was Sean's show. So Sean was running things, and we even made like a video for Triple H and stuff like that. But yeah, Triple H was there for the beginning of it, but not towards the end. Are you allowed to say what the gimmick was that he did want you to do? Uh, I prefer not to. You know, okay. like uh, <laughs> I was thinking it's, that. Yeah, it's, it's 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 out there on TV now. But yeah, it's the well, the guy they gave it to is a tremendous wrestler, and I love him to death. So I'm very much I'm very thankful that they gave it to somebody that that would do well with it. He didn't think it fit you, I guess. Um, I don't know. Uh, when we, when we first talked about it, like it was when we first talked about it, it was like they were shooting it down because that, that's not what NXT was. But NXT became something different when it became 2.0. It was more colors, more uh, more young naughty and stuff like that. So, um, it very the gimmick very much fit this 2.0 audience, and. Um, they were all for it. Even even John Laurinaitis was high on me too. Um, but you know, things just don't work out, and sometimes you get cut. It's okay. You know, it's it's part of life. I knew what I was signing up for when I signed that contract. Like I said, man, I did, I didn't want to live my WWE career in fear of getting released. I wanted to have fun. So I, it's it is what it is. 
did you like 2.0? Like going back for a second, like did you like that, or do you think that was? Eh, I don't know about like. Does it really need to be 2.0? We're still NXT. Uh, I think. I, I don't think I really had like any dislike or like favoritism over anything. I, I like wrestling, and I think NXT Black and Gold era was a lot of more wrestling, but WWE is forever expanding and they're always going to push the boundaries and they're always going to do what they think is best for business. So at the time 2.0 was best for business. And like Triple H said it himself, like they make stars and they, they're going to produce like the best product on TV and that's, they're always going to go that route. So uh, I enjoyed what I got to do on 2.0. I enjoyed a lot of the other stuff that they were doing on 2.0. So, I mean, I don't know. I think it's uh, I think it goes back to what's like your flavor like uh, what do you, what type of stuff do you like stuff like that and and I personally I liked it so I mean it is what it is. When you look at it, like you said, you're getting released, but before that they'd start doing a 205 live. Did you kind of think, oh, maybe they're gonna pump up the cruiserweights again, or maybe they're gonna start pumping up 205 live a little bit again? Or did no, you know I that think, was just for nothing? I, I think uh, the room, like you you never know anything until. The day it happens up there every anything can change just like that um but i think two, two, 205 live was always going to get a big revamp and now it's nxt level up especially towards the back half when it wasn't even cruiserweights anymore on the show right um, like grace and Waller, I, I knew, yeah. yeah 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 I, I knew that i would be doing a lot of stuff on 205 but i i always knew 205 was going to get revamped like that that was always the rumor so and it, and it happened so yeah, like Grayson Waller was on it. A couple other guys were like, these aren't 205ers anymore. Like, what are they doing with this show? No, I mean, You're right, you know, yeah. it, it, was, it, was, it was just expanding, and it was something different they wanted to do. So the release happened, like you mentioned. You were okay with it. Were you shocked at all? Were you surprised that it happened or no? So I kind of felt it coming. Uh, I was supposed to debut this new gimmick uh, a few weeks, about a month before that. And uh, they kind of like called it off and never really told me what happened. They they just kind of paused it or whatever. And um, so I kind of felt it coming. And then like I got the phone call or whatever. So I mean I was I was like shocked, but like not shocked. Like I felt it coming, but I wasn't for sure because I had this new gimmick stuff, you know. So I mean I don't I don't know. Uh, probably a little bit of both. Disappointed. Like that you weren't there longer. I think it was four or five months that you were there. Were you disappointed it didn't last longer? Uh, I mean, I, I think I think everyone wishes like uh, like I said, like it's uh, it's. I think everyone wishes they could uh, like they can get used more, used better. Uh, I think everyone. I think you always want to be in a better position. So of course, I wish it could have lasted longer. But I'm not bitter. I'm not. I'm not disappointed. I'm not upset. Uh, I was confused, but I wasn't like mad. I was. It's okay because, like, I'm a wrestler and I know what I can do and I know what I bring to the table and I know that I'm not going to be not busy, you know. Like I'm immediately going back to the indies. So, I mean, like, you know, that's where I came from. So, it's not it's not like I can't cut it there. So, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't say, like, I was upset or anything like that. If anything, it probably helped you with the indies. It probably made you busier. Yeah, so I, I, was, I was a lot busier. Uh, when I came back on the, I'm still crazy busy as it is now, but uh, yeah, it, it definitely helped me. It gave me more of a, people knew more of who I was, um, the people that didn't know me before I went to WWE. So uh, it gave me more of an audience, but you know, like 
yeah, I, I wasn't I wasn't scared at all. That WWE rub, if you will, like, oh wow, you guy was at WWE. Probably yeah, and like helped. when you go to yeah, when you go to WWE, they tell you like sometimes you you get cut, sometimes some things don't work out, but you take what you learn from there and you use it out there, and it, and you know, like it's not like you're it's not like you're um you're going to WWE and you can't use anything that they gave you. They gave you all the tools, so use it. You know, they tell you that. And it's not like the door wouldn't be open for you to go back. I mean, look at Drew McIntyre and Cody Rhodes, two of their biggest guys. They both got released at one point. Yeah, you know, never say never. So, I mean, that's – it is what it is. Door definitely open, though. If, like, you were willing, you definitely would go back? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I feel like there's a lot of things that I need to do um, out here first. But, you know, I'm not I'm not opposed to ever going back to WWE. Not, so – uh, never say never. So if you're like pretty high profile when you are gone, Impact, you're wrestling for them a bunch. Like, how does that gonna happen? They just got the more somebody reached out, like, oh, we, you know, we got to get you on. You, you know, so you fit I, in with the Activision or whatever. Yeah, I I, I debuted uh, for Impact before I went to WWE. I did the uh, Super X Cup. Um, oh right, yeah. Uh, so I I already had contacts in WWE or not WWE Impact. Um, when I got out, uh, they were coming to Florida. I reached out to Scott. I reached out to D'Lo. D'Lo is always been high on me. Scott loves me too. I wouldn't say love me, but you know, likes me. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna say what his feelings are towards me. And I don't know. I'm yeah. not gonna. But he does like me. So uh, yeah, they were they were super willing to bring me in a few times. And yeah, so you know, I yeah, I, I think you worked uh, Ace Austin, right? When you were yeah, in the in the super yeah when the, in the tournament the finals was yeah. me Ace Austin. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, I, I couldn't remember if there was before WB or after, but okay. What do you think yeah, about no, they, Oh, Ace is, uh, Ace is one of those guys that's like, he's going to be on top of the world too. You know, like there's guys out here in this business, like you know that's going to be on top, and Ace is one of them. Ace is tremendous to work with, especially like his time and impact. Like he's picked up so much, so. Uh, I've always enjoyed working with Ace. Anytime I'm working with Ace, I'm ready for it and happy for it. And so, yeah, uh, I very much enjoy working with him. Yeah, they get a bunch of good, you know, young like Trey Miguel. I mean, they get a bunch of good young X Division guys that could probably keep up with you a little bit. So, um, yeah, I mean, anytime I went to Impact, like they've always given me great matches. You know, I did the the X Cup, put me all the way to the finals. Uh, wrestled Kenny King in the recent ones. You know. Uh, uh, done the Ultimate X on WrestleMania weekend. That's always been a dream match of mine. And uh, yes, yeah, so, I mean, anytime I went to Impact, they've always given me great stuff. Laredo Kid is another good one that you were in there. Yeah, I uh, I wrestled in my, one of my favorite Impact matches I've ever had was me, Laredo, and uh, Ace Austin in a triple threat. So um, yeah, anytime I went to Impact, they've always given me something great. I think you wrestled Laredo Kid in uh, GCW too. I think. I yeah, I wrestled uh, Laredo a few times. Uh, wrestled him on before the Impact on Impacts twice, uh, GCW and in that uh, Triple Threat. So I've wrestled Laredo a few times. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, obviously, he's a great Spanish or luchador. Oh, yes, very, yeah. very talented luchador. Very talented. You also got the chance to work for Ring of Honor. So yeah, uh, that that actually came like. Uh, like last minute, like uh, I was WrestleMania weekend. 
um, I just showed up for my first show of the day, uh, and it was for New Japan. And I get a call from Sanjay Dutt, and he's like, hey, can you come down to Ring of Honor real fast and uh, wrestle Colt Cabana for the pre-show? And I was like, uh, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Like, I'm here in New Japan. I got a match. I talked to Rocky. I talked to them, and we, we worked it out. Like, it was crazy how it worked out, honestly. Um, but, yeah, I hopped in an Uber, went to the, the arena that ROH was at, wrestled Colt Cabana real fast. Didn't even uh, take my gear off, just e- shook everybody's hand and immediately hopped in an Uber right back to New Japan to wrestle Jonah. Uh, and by like right when I got there, the match before me and Jonah was ending. So it, yeah, it just it all worked out so crazy. But yeah, that was my debut for Ring of Honor. Wow, just like that. Like, hey, uh, by the way, I know you're in town. Can you work? It was, it was crazy, man. Like I, I was getting a phone call, and he's like, "Hey, can you come? Uh, can you come over with us?" And I was like, oh, "I don't know, man. I have to try to make this work out." But it, it worked out for the best. So that's and, and big guys you're working with. Colt's not a small guy, and Jonah obviously is a super heavyweight. So you're working with the the big boys that weekend. Yeah, yeah, no, um, that was a crazy weekend for me, honestly. Like I wrestled AR Fox the night before, and then. Uh, Russell Colts, and then also Jonah, and then I had the Ultimate X right after that, and then after that I went straight to GCW to do the uh, the big cluster. Can you cuss on here? Sure. Yeah. The big the big cluster fuck match. Uh, I did that one, and then yeah. So I mean, it was, it was a crazy weekend for me, honestly. How many times did you work that weekend? Jeez. Um. Let's see, I, I wrestled AR Fox, did Colt Cabana, straight to Jonah, straight to the Ultimate X, straight to the GCW. And I was in there from like the beginning, so that, I'm counting that as two, honestly. I, that was like an hour-long match. Um, and then I wrestled a I wrestled Black Label Pro at like midnight on Sunday. Or no, Saturday. Yeah, because Sunday was WrestleMania. Um, but yeah, I wrestled that on Saturday. And, uh it was a lot of work, and that's for sure. Wow, six or seven matches in a weekend, man! I mean, the paydays are probably great, but that's crazy. Uh, it was great, but uh, Speedball definitely had more than me. I think I think Speedball was number one. I think I was second. But yeah, Speedball wow. had a lot of matches. Wow, I can't believe guys are you know working that much. I guess that that many um, different organizations are running that weekend. Just you got, when you love it, man, you just you want everything. You want to work. And that's what I wanted to do. Never say no either, right? Sorry, you cut out right there. What'd you say? Never say no either, right? I mean, you always oh no, yeah, that. no, I, I, I don't. Um, I was supposed to do a singles match on the last night, but uh, we kind of politicked our way for the la- being the last show of the weekend. We we're all tired. We kind of politicked our way to a four way, but um, you know, but I, I'm I'm down to wrestle anytime, so I'm always gonna say yes. And then you finally make your way to AEW. What like what was that like? Who is that? Tony? Is it somebody else? Like who kind of contacts you? Say they want you part of AEW. Um, I I, I reached out to Sean Dean, and uh, obviously I had contacts with Sanjay. So Sanjay's always looking out for me, and uh, even Ace Ace was there as well. Um, so there those are guys are always looking out for me, and like they they hooked me up. Yeah, I showed up. Uh, wrestled Rohit, which I love wrestling, and uh, yeah, and it was kind of took off from there. Is there any sort of like further? 
I know you did a few other matches. I think Jay Lee filled a bunch of other ones. Any sort of like, okay, we got to sign this guy. Any sort of interest there, or just just kind of one offs? Uh, I won't. I won't. Uh, I won't touch up on like because I, I mean I don't know exactly what I can say. But right. I'm there. I'm there. So that I'll say that I'm there. You're interested in in working for them more. Yeah, most definitely. With AEW, any sort of restrictions either, or they're like. You know, you have this. Here's your time, and then go nail it. No, I've never been told like. I've never been told like um, what I can and can't do. Um, as a matter of fact, my first match there, Sanjay's like, "Do you want to do your dive?" And I was like, uh, "Maybe save that one." You know, the Fosbury one where I land on my feet. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "No, no, 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 yeah. no." I was, I'll say, I'll save that one for another day. But yeah, um, yeah, I've never been told like what I can and can't do. I don't think I've ever been told that ever. Maybe back back in the day when I was like starting out, but like any of these bigger companies that you would expect, like oh maybe, like the yeah. rumor say like oh they won't let you do all this cool stuff. I've never been told I can't do anything. So that's great. That's awesome. Sandra's looking out for you. It's like oh by the way, you want to do the you know that awesome dive he do? Like no no, you know you have <laughs> yeah, to tell no, him no. that. Yeah. No. Yeah, they. I, he asked me that like in uh, WWE too because he aged in my first match and he's like, do you want to do the dive? And I was like, ah oh, maybe save that one. Yeah, definitely. You gotta you gotta build up to that dive. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's a crazy one. So we hit the wind down here. We'll head towards the finish. Just give me, I guess, for like the YouTube fans or whatever you want to do, whatever you want to say. I always call like the YouTube highlights or like the YouTube playlist. Like people type in Blake Christian versus. Who would you put on the other side that give almost like a playlist of best matches for people that would want to watch you? Um, definitely the Will Osprey one. That's definitely up there. Uh, my recent match with Hiromu Takahashi is also one of my favorite ones. Um, another favorite one happened in New Japan is with uh, Hiromu Takahashi and El Desperado, uh, Triple Threat. Um, my match with Cole Cabana I very much enjoyed. Um, so that one as well. Uh, oh man, I've done so many. Uh, me and Nick Wayne from GCW and Defy, both of those were very good. My match with Alec Price, I had it beyond also. Um, John Moxley is a different flavor of a match, the different style I haven't done ever. Uh, I've never bled before, except for like one time uh, in WWE when I got hit with a knee brace, but I never bled like I did with John Moxley. So that's definitely one I would say check out. Uh, a bunch, a favorite of mine is mine and Leo's from the Hammerstein. Uh, that's always a good one. Um, yeah, that's that's like my the big ones and like Jay Lethal as well. That was a very solid one. I, I could keep going honestly. They just keep popping in my head. But yeah, those those are definitely like top ones right there. It's funny, like if you look at it, it's like, man, how many different types of wrestlers has he wrestled? GCW, like Matt Cardona, Minoru uh, Suzuki, the Briscoes. Like, I mean, it's just like, oh my it's, god, like every style. Crazy, yeah. Like uh, Shane Strickland from New Japan, you know, uh, mine and Chris Bay's from New Japan. Um, yeah, like you said, Minoru Suzuki, Zach, uh, Zach Ryder, <laughs> Matt yeah. Cardona, both times. Because uh, the second one we did was like a different thing. Like it, it was very fun to do. Uh, short. Yeah, it was a short. Yeah. With Working with Matt's been like a blessing because I, I think, yeah, it's just, it's easy and it's fun. And Matt's one of the greatest to do it. So like, yeah, man, I've, I've very much enjoyed working with him. Um so yeah, like those matches with him as well. Like 
but it's crazy like the amount of matches that I have at mine in uh, speedball as well, like from GCW. It's it's crazy, like because I've wrestled a lot of people and mine and Jonathan Gresham's as well. Like they just keep popping in my head, honestly. But yeah, I could keep going forever. Yeah, my God, and the different styles and everything else is crazy. Anybody you haven't wrestled, like a dream match, so to speak, that you would want to wrestle? Um, I'd re- I'd love to wrestle Taiji Ishimori. Uh, I would love to wrestle Kushida again in New Japan. Uh, I would love to wrestle the Machine Guns. I wrestled Alex Shelley before, but I would love to wrestle both of them. Um, Robbie Eagles is another one I would love to get in there with. Um, man, there's honestly uh, so many people I would love to like have a match with that I just can't think of right now. But there's there's a lot of people that I would love to wrestle. I don't know how, but you got to get in there with Rey Mysterio. I'd love to see that one. One day, man. Like like I said, you never say never with WWE. So I'm hoping that uh, I'm hoping that one day I can do I can lock up with him, AJ Styles, Ricochet, and Cedric Alexander. Those are four guys that I would love to to wrestle and have a match with. So those, those are, I'm very much holding on to those to hopefully one day have. So what's next for you? What's going on next? Uh, this weekend I'm at black label pro and GCW, uh, weekend after that, I'm back at new Japan doing new Japan strong and then, uh, closing out November with AAW. So, and then after that, uh, go to Canada for destiny. So yeah, man, I'm, I'm just, Staying busy and keeping out there. Man, are you never not busy? Like, you, I can't believe you were off uh, last week. What the hell? You're never off. Yeah, man. Like, the the, the holidays are crazy. And, uh, yeah, I guess I let November slip up on me, so I didn't take anything this weekend. But, uh, yeah, right back on the saddle this weekend or this coming weekend. So it's okay to have a weekend off every now and then. Yeah, you got it. You got to relax the body. Take it easy. Yeah, no doubt. So before we let you go, where can everybody find you, social media and otherwise? So my Instagram is uh, at real underscore Blake Christian. And then my Twitter is underscore Blake Christian. Um, those are like my main social medias that I use. So you can definitely find me on there. All right, Blake. Thank you so much for all the time. Really appreciate it. Awesome stuff. Good luck in the future. Keep kicking thank, ass. Thank you. Thank you, my man. This has been a John Paz Power Trip production in conjunction with the Two Man Power Trip of Wrestling. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Two Man Power Trip. You can check us out on Facebook. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can go to patreon.com slash TMPT Empire to become a patron. And also check out the website tmptempire.com and buy a shirt at prowrestlingtees.com. Two Man Power Trip, where the power lies brother.